0: Hey, everybody. Chase Nobles here over at kush.com. I've got Kyle Paradiso from Sleepy Bear Gummies here. Happy to have you on the podcast. How's things going over there?
1: Chase, happy to be here. Uh, it's pretty good, man. Southern California, weather is pretty nice. We cool down a little bit, so it's a, it's a nice day.
0: Not a bad deal. Now, I got to ask, and uh, a lot of people are, are probably wondering, as a vet and a former Army Ranger... <laughs> What's the transition been like from, you know, a very rigid military lifestyle to the lifestyle of entrepreneurship, especially in the, you know, the hemp and cannabis industry?
1: So it that's a great question. It's it's really unique. Uh, so my CFO, Archie Priestman, is also a former Army Ranger. We serve together and we comment that, uh, on it all the time that... <laughs> The rigidity of our lifestyle and how we always think about doing things isn't really translated a lot into the, the business world, especially a little bit in the, the cannabis space. People are more like, oh, we'll we'll get it done when we get it done. And you know, we're kind of bulldogs where we both, when we bite onto something like it has to get done now, like no sleep, no anything until the test is completed. So it definitely uh, benefits us having those those traits sorry for that. Oh, all
0: all all good. Uh we are we're all busy people so i get it. Um but yeah, it's it's one of those things where uh, uh i assume some things have transitioned over but probably not as relatable on the civilian side of running an organization like you do.
1: No, it's it's really it's really different. Um so i i was lucky that i ended up i went to the Citadel Military College and in the leadership and ethics department there they do things a little bit differently and they focus on servant leadership which really is focusing on the health of your people to build the health of your organization uh so i like to carry that over so it's a it's a less less uh rigorous structure than the military so you got more caring about your (laughs) wait wait you mean
0: you mean people don't stand at attention when you walk in the room no you don't get (laughs) salutes on the way in no okay
1: we're (laughs) we're very low-key relaxed here I, i let people you know really do what they want. And at the end of the day, as long as they're performing and doing their tasks, that's all I care about. You know, don't, don't put people into too much of a box. Let them well, be them.
0: Well, okay. So um, before we jump into the products, which you sent me a package of them, they're beautiful packaging, you know, they're, they're, they're quite effective and, and we'll kind of go into that. I'd love for you to tell a little bit about your background, you know, starting, you know, at the military career, what that, you know, what, what that was like, what you did, and then how you transitioned into the business that you're running now. Because I think, you know, a lot of people have stories and the stories really impact the products that they make. And I think, you know, if you wouldn't mind telling that story of, you know, joining the military, you know, kind of where that took you and then how you ended up, you know, being a founder CEO of Sleepy Bear.
1: Yeah, Uh so for me, I grew up in Long Island, New York. I was a wrestler, uh, so already pretty strict kind of lifestyle. Uh went to the Citadel Military College, was a wrestler there, ended up leaving to go join Ranger Regiment, where I would spend the next five years of my life in the military. I ended up getting uh I fractured my spine (laughs) in multiple places. So I ended up getting medically discharged, and that threw me personally for a big loop because i was expecting you know staying for life i thought i had the next 20 30 years of my life you know planned out booked, and then for one day it's all over you, you got to readjust so did, uh, I,
0: did, did you end up dropping out of the citadel and enlisting or was it like an accelerated yeah. program
1: no so i i ended up dropping out after my knob year uh i couldn't afford it. <laughs>
0: hey, no, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I, I, I went to the Air Force Academy for a couple of years and ended up dropping out to be, you know, a founder. And uh, so I understand, you know, kind of the desire to, you know, maybe not sit there in school and, and go, you know, get some real world experience.
1: Yeah, it, 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 was, it was a mix of that. It was something where I, I always knew I was going to come back to school and I realized I would rather have it paid for on the back end than right. have to it paid for on the front end. So, you know, financially, it was the right decision for me to make. And then I ended up getting to go full circle and finishing up my education there and thankfully using my GI Bill.
0: <laughs> right on. Yeah. Five so, years is a five years gets you into that GI Bill category. So that's not a bad deal.
1: Uh, so after that, I, I was left in a very familiar situation for a lot of our nation's veterans where I, I now had a chronic injury, I had chronic pain to treat. And I, I didn't like the options that the government and the government healthcare system was giving me, you know, it was, it was very restricted, uh, very low on treatment, high on opioid prescriptions, you know, right. like <laughs> it, it doesn't really match up. Um, so I wasn't happy. I had a, a lot of issues in, in my life stemming from it. You know, it, it made me depressed when you have a chronic injury, you're, you're depressed. You're sad. Uh, you know, it, it was, like a, a rain cloud on my life. Cause I, I couldn't imagine living my life extended the way I was.
0: And what was happening? Were they just, you know, prescribing opi- opiates, you know, like long-term? Yes.
1: Yeah, so I, w- I was prescribed a lot of things long-term, uh, you know, muscle relaxers, painkillers, uh, anti-inflammatories, which, you know, they do all kinds of damage to your gut, you know, the, the, right. the three cocktail, it's not great for you long-term. Uh, and prior to this, my entire life, I was super anti-cannabis. Like I was the annoying kid in high school. Like, don't, don't smoke near me, you know, get away from me, bro. Like not, not about it at all. And finally, you know, after 25 years, my friends and my girlfriend, they, they, you know, they cracked me down and they, they broke me down. They're like, you can't get any more miserable. Like why say no anymore? And so then I ended up, you know, caving on that. And it was just a 180. I was like, oh, wow. You know, I am, i was so indoctrinated, so wrong, never been so wrong about anything in when, my life. When you,
0: when you caved on it, did you go straight to THC or did you experiment with CBD or CBN or CBG? What was that so process?
1: I started, my first time was actually when I was visiting San Diego with some friends here on a, on a group trip. And you know they got some medical marijuana and a volcano vaporizer, and they're like, "Dude, come on! If now is not the time, there's never going to be a time." Like, let's Sunny keep... San
0: Diego is not a bad place to have Sunny your first San weed Diego. experience either, right? Uh,
1: yeah, it was it was something special. I'll I'll never forget the moment. Uh, so, <laughs> so we were there doing that, and that was my first experience, and you know, also first time consuming THC. You you get a mind opening in a lot of different ways. You know, mind and body. I was just blown away. And when I came back to South Carolina after that, obviously THC is not legal in the state of South Carolina. And I was working in the leadership and ethics department at the time. So you know there's <laughs> no room to risk <laughs> in your career uh, doing that. And I started getting into consuming CBD products and I saw an instant uh, benefit in my quality of life. So I, I knew from that point on that, you know, there was no turning back.
0: <laughs> did, did, did you have a similar experience to me where you had this preconception of what the effects of THC were, and then when you try it, the effects are nothing like what your expectations were?
1: Yeah, there's, there's a lot of negative stigma on, you know, what THC does, you know, that <laughs> you, you think back on how many decades now of, of just publications there are there, anti-THC propaganda, all that, propaganda that is out there. And, you know, all the crazy things. Oh, the stoner, the lazy stoner, bro, the this and that. And I, I found it to be very much the opposite. I was like, I want to do everything. I've never been so excited to be out in the world interacting with people because I'm not in pain. You know, it was.
0: Right. And so, very- so you go back and you join the leadership and ethics uh, department. Well, or were you going back to school?
1: Yeah, so I, I both. Uh, so I went back to school to finish up and i was also working there and while i was working there shout out to the kraus center they're they're the best um my boss dr sailor wanted to get more involved in the students the veteran student population of the citadel because it was incredibly high compared to other institutions you know obviously military college attracts a lot of veterans and they wanted to really help that population specifically she has she has a strong love in her heart for veterans uh, so she asked me to be the one to to head that up and through my interactions with so many veterans on campus I realized like oh wow you know I, there's a lot of us out here who are dealing with the same thing like this song and dance is is nothing new you know well when it's it comes awesome. when it comes to the leadership and
0: ethics community uh, from from a military, you know a a military community where it's so regimented how what was that conversation like whenever you first started telling people that you had a belief that cannabis could be really helpful or cbd and hemp could be really helpful
1: i mean you know where you know where and when to talk about it (laughs) in that in that sense um there are a lot of more more open-minded uh the leadership there is is very diverse um between you have the more traditional hardened military style and because the citadel uh the way the core cadet system is set up not all the professors or instructors or anyone there are military backgrounds you know they're they're sworn in to the uh, south carolina like core or something like that i forget what it's called um as like honorary like militia members. So Mm -hmm. they don't have to have a strict military background. So you find people from various walks of life who have so much different insight and perspective on stuff. So you kind of feel out and you know who you're talking to when you're talking to, you know, to go a little bit further down that rabbit hole or not. So it it
0: right, because you don't (laughs) want to damage your credibility, but you also have this, you know, secret that you feel like you need to share with with the world, especially with the veteran community, right?
1: (laughs) yes yes that it, it, exactly that um you know and it it's it's a it's a fine line you're 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 tiptoeing the <laughs> the line a lot there because you know it south carolina is a very conservative state The this is a very conservative school you know it, it can be interpreted the wrong way uh, right you know, and that stigma still exists but uh it, it's exciting to see Uh, the higher number of people who are who are getting on board and realizing that, like, especially since, you know, the farm bill passing, and we've seen now the CBD industry just explode, that it's, you know, it's, it's gaining traction, we're headed in the right direction. Um, So, you know, it's not like something I was scared about. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so you
0: end up finishing up school. And do you move to California right after that?
1: I uh not right after I, I still worked for for a couple of months um there about I want to say like 6 months and then I ended up moving to California. So I came out here to go to USD, beautiful school, highly recommend, uh in their leadership department. Uh and what I really wanted to hone in as as the focus of my studies was looking now at THC and CBD in lieu of opioids for veterans, like looking at all the social data, uh, medical data, and really just honing my analytic skills to be able to see, you know, the correlations and the connections between these things and be a better advocate for the veteran community. Because I I just saw, you know, it was, we were just getting blindsided. You know, I never once had a doctor in the VA system or anything like that, you know, (laughs) remotely recommend to me, exploring cbd thc anything what have you where you know i had some of the opposite uh conversations where i said i didn't want to take painkillers anymore i didn't want to take these muscle relaxers and i was told that hey you're you know this is refusing The treatment that we're going, like, we don't have to pursue other treatment options if you are not taking our medical advice on, like, A, B, you know, we're not going to... Oh,
0: wow, so it feels like you're just getting boxed into a corner.
1: So, so, and that's not every, that's not every doctor. I've had, I've had a lot, yeah, I've had a lot of different doctors at the VA, um, in San Diego and in Charleston, and, you know, that's only some, but, like, there was... still
0: exists, right, that, that, that path does exist where if you're not taking your opiates, you might not get the treatment that you actually need.
1: Exactly, right? wow. yeah. So they're like, hey, you're in pain, you, you should take these, like these are what we're telling you to take and you, oh, you don't wanna take them, we're not gonna do surgery or explore this or other treatment options. Uh, there, it's That stigma though is rapidly declining. I, I've, I've noticed a shift in the VA to be much more open-minded recently uh why i don't know but it's
0: is the va starting to recommend experimenting with cbd or is that still totally off the table
1: uh not officially (laughs) right right but the internet exists right (laughs) i've had side i've had side conversations and i've i've mentioned it to 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 doctors in, in different ways being like oh you know cbd this or what what have you and like darted around it and they've been like yes yeah yeah no yeah but like i'm not saying this but not you can't head say off.
0: anything <laughs> yeah like,
1: you know uh um, link
0: twice if i should try this <laughs> yeah
1: exactly you know there's there's some things where they can't tell you that but they want to tell you that so you read right. in the room read the room you know?
0: so so you end up going to usc and uh usd, USD. yes Sorry about that. university of san diego University of San Diego, my bad. Okay. So uh, yeah. Southern California, anyways. All right. So you yeah. end up going to USD and, uh, you end up getting a degree there or you end up, no, no.
1: So, uh, <laughs> it was at, it was after my first semester at USD, I was actually, when I got here, you know, obviously the recreational medical market here is, is huge. So I was like, right. oh, great. tons of products to choose from. It wasn't really finding anything I, I found to be quality. You know, I was, I was using my scientific background and, and knowledge to really analyze further and like what a lot of these companies were doing, these products were doing. And it just, I wasn't satisfied. What, so, what year was this? This was ooh, 2018 going into 2019.
0: Right. And so yeah. the medical industry was still alive and strong in California, but getting transitioned into recreational, right?
1: Correct, and, and this so is,
0: there were a lot of shady products on the market too. A lot right of in shady. the medical market in California, especially.
1: Oh like, yeah, oh yeah. No, there's there's very
0: there's, shady products. <laughs> there's some there's, there's some sh- good products out there. I'm not trying to bash the whole entire California market, but there were also some very shady. Production. Some
1: of the best companies I've I've seen nationwide are out of California. I I think we really pushed the envelope here, right? Because it is such a competitive market um but there's also with that a lot of garbage right garbage you're gonna get that but uh so yeah i wasn't this is 18 right around when the farm bill is getting uh passed and you know that just cbd boom and that opened the floodgates to a lot more trash and garbage and everything right right um but i i started making my own stuff at home i i just just for myself, just for shits and giggles, cause I enjoyed it. And, you know, I've, I've now cultivated such a deep love and appreciation for cannabis where it's like, I, am I think about it <laughs> a vast majority of my day in, in varying degrees, you know, so you start tinkering like with a crock
0: pot and making some edibles or
1: a little bit of everything I'm making, you know, tinctures, edibles, you know, just all, all kinds of different, uh, processes. Cause I, I just, you know, love messing around. And I, uh, so I, I finally, I'm, I'm giving a batch of it to a buddy of mine who's now our our co-founder, Patrick Carroll. Shout out to Pat. Uh, I give him some for his birthday around like the holidays time in in 2018. And he comes next to me. He's like, I've never had anything knock me out like this. He's like, this is stupid. He's like, what are you, what are you doing? I was like, "I don't know. just, I'm just doing it in a way that makes sense. And he's like, all right, you know, you need to think about making a company. Like we should do this. And i was like, yeah, yeah no, <laughs> You know? I, I was super content with my life at the time, you know, going to school, I was doing right. military contracting. So I was working like one week in the month and the rest of the time, just going to school. Like I, I'm, doing great financially I'm, I'm kicked back relaxed. it's like no i'm i'm good man i don't need that stress and you know just it just kept you know nat in my ear it was just like you should do it you should do it you should do it and then one day the idea finally came along you know for our for our products and i was just like oh, i can't not do this <laughs>
0: did you feel like you had a responsibility like as far as your experience and you know, kind of the benefits that you were seeing from the products that you were making, did you feel like you had a little bit of a responsibility to get something out into the market?
1: Yes. Um, it it I definitely did. After I was I was taking other products and I was looking around, I was just like, wow, there is just nothing. Like this is this is awful. And I had so many ideas that I couldn't believe people hadn't done yet. It just shocked me. I was like, oh, I, I, I guess we do this. And I was like, how does any business form? Just you see an opportunity, you see a need in a population that needs to be met Here's like, oh, I guess I'm going to be the one to do it then.
0: <laughs> right. And I mean, a lot of people think of, okay, starting a business is going to be this massive challenge. And it is, don't get me wrong. But also starting a business, there's so many resources out there, you know, telling you you got to file with the secretary of state. You got to fill out this paperwork. You got to do this, this, and this. And the actual starting of the business isn't hard. It's figuring out how to maintain quality and you know, turn on the revenue channel or the sales channel and get your product to market. Right. And so yeah. what was that experience like, you know, going from tinkering in your house, in your garage or whatever, and going from that to, you know, having a, a beautiful product. And I got it right here. It's it really is beautiful packaging beautiful I product i I love it my wife loved it it was a, an amazing experience and you know I, I foresee myself continuing to use these you know especially whenever I, I go through phases of not sleeping well and so I think it's it'd be really useful in those phases to
1: yeah it, it definitely i would I would recommend actually taking just like one bear a day then when you're because you don't want to wait till your sleep cycle is out of whack and you know because it's right. there's, there's so many varying things that work into that you know, your hormones might like your hormonal response might be off and you want to keep that regulated because that has so many different, you know, uh, ripple effects in your life, you know? So it's, it's easier to fix if you, you know, minimize the damage opposed to like swinging back and forth and be like, oh, now I sleep like shit. Let me deal with it. You know, it's right. If you continue across, you'll <laughs> find much less, uh, a lot less dips in there. Uh,
0: I believe you, but going back to your tinkering in your garage, you know, this, this idea is kind of, um, it's in your head. You can't get it out. You got to do something about it. What was that process like going from, okay, I'm going to do this to actually having a finished good that you can ship out.
1: So, so, uh, it started with me going to our CFO, Archie, who I mentioned earlier, he got his MBA at Cornell. He's a brilliant business mind. And I just said to him, Hey, look, this is my idea. This is what I'm looking at, you know, to get a manufacturer to work with it, to get the formula tested. And, you know, this is going to be the cost of X, Y, Z, you know, and I, I need to know how to help bridge that and get there. So he, he advised me in a lot of the, you know, nitty gritty on the business ends, how to do evaluations, how to raise money, like what that's going to look like to build your cap table, what have you. And we just did a, a friends and family round, you know, my my brothers, <laughs> both military as well, one special operations all chipped in. So we had this nice like veteran coalition and then my girlfriend as well. And so we just raised, you know, a very small amount. We started with 75000 and they, you know, they told us that wasn't going to be enough to get, you know, manufacturing done, which obviously is a huge chunk to, to right. get all the testing done on the formula too, so we can get. You know all of our trademarks and everything approved, and you know scientifically show the data that's like, hey, this this works. This is why we're doing it. What have you? And then branding, website, all right. that. Stuff. And so I looked at, it, I was like, well, no, I'm gonna do that. I'll learn how to do everything else. I was like, I have, I don't have money. Well, I have time, and if I have exactly,
0: time, I can t- learn how to do this. It's just, it's just gonna take a little longer.
1: Yes, yeah, so that's what I did. So with when it came to branding, I just, you know. Photoshop and Adobe classes and tutorials, just looking at it like, all right, here's how I do this. Here's how I do that. And just trial and error where if I show you the first branding design that I did, it, it looks like a, a kindergartner scribbled it. <laughs> the wall and the there, there's
0: like, something, there's something about nice about the simplicity of your logo. You know, <laughs> it, it looks like to me, it inspires confidence because you're not trying to oversell. You know what I mean? This is, this is the product and it's, it's, it's very, it's a very simple logo, but it communicates exactly what you're trying to do. Why sleep though? What made sleep such a such a, a a pull when it comes to the entire brand that you have here, which is Sleepy Bear?
1: Yeah. So originally actually we started in hydration. Our first product was an oral rehydration product, and I ended up launching Sleepy Bear and essentially killing. The hydration product just because i felt so much stronger about the sleep market and it's because that like you know fixing a hangover all right cool whatever that's that's not a huge detriment to your life right fixing sleep is something that is like truly life-changing if you're getting bad sleep night after night it, you know it. It bleeds into everything in your life. It bleeds it into it's
0: And it's not a choice either, you know. It is a choice to not drink enough water.
1: Exactly. It's exactly. not a
0: choice to not be able to sleep well, you know.
1: No, it, it it just made such a larger impact to people. And at the end of the day, that's what this whole company was about and founded on, you know. It was it was founded on the sense of, like, I want this to help people. Like, I, I can do this better. I can help more people. And that a lot uh, goes into the branding, too, because no one wants these stony-eyed, like bleeding, like, oh, knock you out. Like, go, like you know, that's, that's feeding into further into the stigma of the negative side of the cannabis industry, where, you know, a, a 65-year-old woman in, in New Jersey might have problems sleeping the same as like a 33-year-old guy here in Washington. Their comp- lives are completely different, but they're having the same issue. And you know, you might get one with the product in one way, but I would rather be able to help both of them. You know, right,
0: right. So- and 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 the I gotta I gotta give you props on the packaging here. You know, we see uh, a lot of packaging at, at Kush, and this packaging is hemp paper soy yes. ink recycled plastic it's very conscious on the packaging side which i have to give you my hats off on the thoughtfulness that went into this package and the product now you have three main ingredients as far as you know kind of the active ingredients would that be the right words yeah, to use active
1: ingredients would be the that's that is the correct terminology
0: you have cbd mm-hmm. cbn and melatonin can you tell us a little bit about the formulation that you use on the active ingredients and and you know the uh the, the the actual raw ingredient that you put in to these to these gummies and and they're 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 little they're little you know gummy bears right um yeah. more or less right
1: yes. yeah um so yeah so when we were looking at the three active ingredients and in, in formulation we were looking at the root causes of why people can't sleep, you know, you have pain, you have uh, hormonal imbalances, you know, general anxiety where I, I used to be one of those people, like if you had to get up early in the morning, you're now like stressing about how much time you have to sleep. And at every moment you're awake, you're like doing a negative countdown. So, you know, you have people like that who are stressed um stuff like you know restless leg syndrome a a variety of issues so we realized we had to create a formula that wasn't just going to affect one of those you know root causes but could have positive implications on you know the widest variety and that's where we came up with our 532 sleep formula So for us, obviously, CBD is is the main ingredient. It's the the strongest one. Uh, That's pretty common. You know, you see that in a lot of products now. The CBD industry is is nothing new. You know, helping with inflation, pain, stress reduction. Uh, CBN was the was the big game changer for us. Once once you try CBN, and and CBN is coming more
0: and more on the market. It's been around for a long time, but have you seen it really go into many mainstream? products not really but it's it has the it has the reputation for being you know knock you out
1: cannabinoid right yeah. so I, I think that a lot of that has to do with it's a lot more expensive right? Uh, cbn is a raw material compared to cbd it's i wouldn't say it's harder to get you know the supply chain is is definitely there there are a lot of good uh you know, raw material sources out there. You guys got a lot of them on your platform. <laughs> <laughs> I like to
0: say if it's, if it's, if it's legal and it's out, out there in the market, you can usually find it on kush.com.
1: Yeah, you, definitely. You guys got a lot, of, a lot on there. Uh, it, it's, I, I think it really is. It's cost preventative for a lot of brands. You know, it, it definitely raises right. your the price. The cost um, no.
0: of goods sold is, uh, yeah. is not going to be, you know, the same as a 2,000 milligram tincture, right? No,
1: and and you can't fake the funk with it. You know, it's, it's you can't, CBD isolate, you can get pretty cheap and you can just load a product up with cheap right. CBD isolate. You can't really do that with CBN and just blast your product out there. So you 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 have to be, you have to care. You really enjoy it.
0: Are you nano emulsifying your, your cannabinoids?
1: Yes. So we're, we're nano emulsifying everything.
0: (laughs) Everything, including the melatonin.
1: Including the melatonin. Oh, Uh, wow. So so a nano emulsification isn't new to the cannabis. This is a, a process that the pharmaceutical industry has been using for, for decades now. You know, you're just using through ultrasonification. You're just breaking down the particles and closing them in a surfactant layer and you know so they're easily absorbed you can do that with really anything if if it can bond with a, a food grade solvent uh so why would you not <laughs> you know right if, if i'm already taking raw materials and putting it in to do this you know i i might as well include the melatonin because i want that to be a absorbed as well you know so quickly
0: quickly yeah, so so how how soon do you recommend taking these before you actually have to fall asleep or need, want to fall asleep
1: so I I normally say 30 to 45 minutes I mean mm-hmm. some people they they knock out pretty quick I say be ready to go to bed take it brush your teeth and you know maybe read a book or something talk to your partner in bed for a little bit stay right. off the phone you don't want that blue light right before bed because that's gonna mess up uh, melatonin release which is you know blue light blue light electronics all day is one of the reasons why sleep issues are increasing and
0: probably yeah probably going to get worse right i think one of the most uh hilarious things on this box is your dosage guidance one you have one you have one gummy bear that says sleep then you have a, a an icon of two gummy bears that says slumber and then you have three gummy bears that say hibernation <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um what is the max number of gummy bears you would eat I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so if, because you if, know you know how people
0: are when it comes to getting their sleep, you're gonna there's gonna be people that are like, oh, I'm gonna eat two packages or something crazy.
1: So it, that's going to be counterproductive. In so the CBN is obviously going to be, you know, really strong, especially right. in that small CBN CBN right. three grams per. That's gonna it's gonna pack a while. But the problem there is gonna be staying asleep because now you've taken so much melatonin where melatonin is one of those things, it's, you know, if, if you overtake, you're doing the opposite amount, you know, it's, it's a, right. a balancing act. So if you consume like 20 milligrams of melatonin, your your sleep curvature is going to be thrown off because your hormonal response is going to be all over the place
0: oh interesting
1: so that's that's where it it would get you you know this (laughs) and i don't recommend that i'm just
0: saying one of them was very effective for me but
1: (laughs) so three three is is really the the max uh recommended dosage for us you know the hibernation because that's that's six milligrams of melatonin Anytime you go over that, now you're you're getting into oversaturation and you're gonna throw off your own natural balance. We want to supplement production, not overtake it or you know, out right, right. You know, it's it's the same as taking any other like androgynous hormone, you know steroids per se. You taking testosterone, you're gonna shut down your natural production. Melatonin is in the same sense if you start you don't want to do that with melatonin
0: because that's gonna accelerate the issue.
1: It accelerates the issue because now you're you're damaging your own uh melatonin output. And that's why people were taking like 10 milligrams every night. Yeah. And right. they're like, oh, I helped, you know, I'm like sleeping well. And then a week, two weeks later, they're they're worse off. And now they're just taking more. And now you're going down that rabbit hole. And it's uh spiraling. It's spiraling. Yeah. So three is definitely good. Uh if if you've been diagnosis having you know a low output of melatonin you've been tested you four or five all means and it's not going to hurt you if if you're in that that category
0: but but you're saying talk to your doctor
1: talk to your doctor always talk to your doctor (laughs) (laughs) i am not
0: Well, Kyle, it's 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 amazing to have you on the platform. You know, Kush.com wouldn't be the same without companies like yours. And we wish you the best of success in the year to come. And uh, thank you very much for sending these my way. I am very excited to continue using these and uh, uh, good luck with everything. It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks, man. I was happy to do it. I had a great time.
0: All right, Kyle, we will be in touch.
1: Talk to you soon, man. Later, bro.